0: Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, judge and jury. Becca brings the case against her sister, Jessica. Becca considers herself to be part Jewish due to the sister's Jewish heritage and Becca's own sense of cultural identity. Jessica objects to this. She says that since she and her sister were raised in the Catholic faith, they can't in good conscience call themselves part Jewish. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. So Sussman is at work one day. You know, he has the orthodontic
1: practice up there in London, Ontario, and he's making a plaster mold for connective bridge work in the mouth of one of his patients, Russell Krause. The mold dries and Sussman's examining it one day before fabricating an appliance. And he notices something unusual. There appears to be something engraved on the inside of the patient's lower incisors. Hebrew letters, and they spell out, help me, judge me. This is in a a goy's mouth, Jesse. So Sussman calls the goy back on the pretense of needing additional measurements for the appliance. How are you? Noticed any other problems with your teeth? No, but there it is. Help me. Judge me. Son of a gun. Sussman goes home. Can Sussman eat? Sussman can't eat. Can Sussman sleep? Sussman can't sleep. Sussman looks at the molds of his other patients, Goy and Jew alike, seeking other messages. He finds none. He looks in his own mouth, nothing. He looks in his wife's mouth, nothing. But Sussman is an educated man. Not the world's greatest sage, maybe, but he knows a thing or two from the Kabbalah. He knows that every Hebrew letter has its numeric equivalent. So it's 845 Seven digits. A phone number, maybe? Hello? Do you know a Goy named Kraus, Russell Krauss? Who? Where have I called? Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage in London, Ontario. Thanks so much. And he goes. What's a Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage? You've Pizza? Garbage? What have you? Sussman goes home. What does it mean? He has to find out if he's ever going to sleep again. And he goes to see Judge John Hodgman. Jesse, swear him in.
0: Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever?
2: I do. Yes, I do.
0: Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that his primary religious affiliation is that he once got a book blurb from a guy from the Church of Satan?
3: <laughs> I do. Yes.
0: Very well. Judge Hodgman? The guy, Jesse, the, the grand high magus
1: of the Church of Satan. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Satan, forgive me.
1: Becca and Jessica, you are sisters. No. For an immediate summary judgment in your favor, can you name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom?
2: No. Um, this is probably a stupid guess, but is it a simple man? Uh,
1: not, a, not a stupid guess. A great guess, but the wrong answer. A, se- <sighs> a serious man.
2: Serious man. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm so lucky that you did not get that one because you obviously knew it. It is from a serious man <gasps> by the Cohen <gasps> brothers. And therefore, I, I do not judge necessarily in your favor until you make a case. Okay. Now, Becca, you are the younger sister. Yeah. And you bring a case against your older sister. And how does it go?
2: I, my sister and I um, have a big disagreement about our identities. We have a Jewish father mm-hmm. and a Catholic mother, mm-hmm. and we were raised as Catholic. Okay. But I do believe that we can identify as part Jewish.
1: I see. And, and uh, Jessica, you disagree?
2: Yeah, I disagree.
1: You disagree for yourself, or do you also disagree for Becca?
3: Well, I try not to speak for her, but, you know, if I could, I would disagree for her.
1: I'm going to allow you to disagree for her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there. So ordered. Uh, so, in, in other words, you, you are claiming that Becca's claim that she is... What is your claim again, Becca? That you are part Jewish? Yeah. Because your father is is Jewish and was raised in the Jewish faith. That's right. And your mother is Catholic and was raised in the Catholic faith. Yes. And uh, you were both raised Catholic going to mass, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless you are part Jewish because of your father's heritage. Yes. And, okay, I just want to make sure that I understand. Now, this is a, a, I myself um, am, I think I've said before, a double lapsed Catholic. That is to say both of my parents were practicing Catholics. They gave it up and passed along nothing to me except the, religion of WGBH public television in (laughs) Brookline, Massachusetts, uh, and watching uh, Doctor Who uh, every evening. And therefore, uh, this is a little bit beyond my ken. It so happens that in a previous case, uh, we had the benefit of someone learned in these things, Rabbi Michael Unterberg. Uh, Rabbi, are you there? Uh, Yes, I am, Your Honor. Uh, Welcome. Now, uh, listeners may remember you from the case that you brought against your daughter, Wherein you wanted to force her to watch movies that you liked? Uh, that's correct. And did I not rule in your favor?
4: It was, uh, I thought it was a sort of wisdom of solemn and wise compromise down the middle, I felt.
1: Oh, I thought I ruled in your favor. I'm sorry. I <laughs> that's meant, okay. I meant to rule in your favor. How did I rule? <laughs>
4: uh, that we had to have a uh, well-established... Uh, Time set aside for watching that I couldn't, so that she w- we would have time to watch movies together, but only at those designated times.
1: Oh, okay. Because you, oh, that's right. I remember now because because you were strapping her into a chair and holding her eyelids open, making her watch movies all night long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was, a, that was that was that was a weird thing. I, I remember. Right. That. No, that's, that is not what happened. Obviously, I do recall that I uh, also ordered you to watch the Third Man together, or was that mm-hmm. not? Did I, did I not? Oh, oh you definitely did, yeah. yeah. And did you watch it? Uh, I did. What is your daughter's
4: name again? Abigail. Abigail. How, how did she go wrong, sir? I, I, it, it breaks my heart to this day. I, I have it sitting ready to watch. I, I've actually rewatched it. Uh, she actually sat down with me once to watch it and fell asleep. And I, it's just, uh, the time has not worked out for us to watch it again, but I will what continue to harangue her. What a shame.
1: Well, even though you are clearly a terrible parent, you are still a wonderful <laughs> rabbi and a great parent. I'm just joking around for heaven's sake. No, that's okay. Now, when we last spoke to you, you were where in the world? I uh, i was in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio, uh, also known as, uh, the Israel of Ohio, but now you're in the Israel of Israel. That's the one. Yes. Fantastic. So. You have heard the arguments that have been made so far. Uh, do you have any reactions so far as our expert witness?
4: Well, I've, uh, I've heard one side of it. I'd like to hear a little bit more about uh, what, they, what they think. Do I have any reactions so far? Uh, I'm intrigued. Very good. I think that's a perfect reaction, and I, I admire your,
1: uh, your reticence to rush to judgment. So whose side would you like to hear more detail from?
4: Uh, Both, really. I'd like a little more fleshing out of the case. All right.
1: So let me start it off then by saying, Becca, Mm -hmm. why are you Jewish?
2: Well, I'm not Jewish. I'm part Jewish.
4: Okay. Is that possible, Rabbi Mike? Um, Yeah, by some uh, definitions, for sure. How do you mean? Uh, Well, first of all, like anything else, when it comes to Judaism, there's a million perspectives, like the old joke, ask three Jews, get four opinions. There are so many different ways of looking at things, but definitely uh, even in the, the Talmud explicitly discusses people who are not Jewish or Gentile, but some sort of. Mm -hmm. Uh, part Jewish mixture and biblically also one could argue that there are personalities who aren't clearly one way or the other Jewish or not.
1: Okay, Becca. So you're not, you're not ruled out automatically by the rabbi. Let's hear,
4: let's hear your argument as to why
1: you are part Jewish.
2: Um, well, I think that Judaism is not just a religion, but I think it's a culture. It's a cultural identity. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, the idea of like a cultural identity is, of course, really slippery, <laughs> and and it's it's hard to pin down. But there've sure. been, you know, there there certainly are some kind of uh, a little bit of a roadmap that I think we fit onto. Um, but well, first so, of all, but
1: here's where it gets tricky, right? Because obviously, Judaism is a faith, right? And mm-hmm. then there there is there is also a an a, an ethnic tradition, a number of ethnic traditions that align more yes. or less with Judaism, right? And, yeah. then, and then there is a cultural tradition. And yeah. so, you know, w- where do you identify of those three? Because there's also just a whole mess of stereotypes. Do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I would, s- what's the difference between ethnic and cultural?
1: All right. You know what? I'm going to go to your sister while you uh, <laughs> while, while, while you go back to your school books. And uh, uh, Jessica? That was yes. very Tevya esque <laughs> <Thanks>.
2: Thank you. <laughs> well,
4: which, which one of us? Yeah, actually. And, wh- and why? Oh, these sort of looking at, well, which, which, what, what's the difference? And how do I judge between ethnicity and culture?
3: Yeah, there's no difference.
1: Who's speaking now?
3: Sorry, that yeah. was out of turn. This is Jessica.
1: Jessica, okay. There's no difference between ethnic and cultural?
3: You know what? I don't actually know, but that's okay. how I feel.
1: <laughs> so when, when Becca describes, well, I'll put it on you. Uh, the person who is going to be uh, uh, most judgmental and most accusatory. When Becca
4: describes
1: (laughs) herself as being part Jewish, what do you think she means? What does she identify in herself
3: Um, that leads
1: her to make that claim?
3: You know, again, I can't really tell you what's going on in her head. I can only tell you what I feel like if I were to say that.
1: Okay. Okay. What if you were to speculate? Let's go to pure hearsay and speculation. What do you think she's talking about?
3: I'm afraid I'm going to say something not nice, so I don't. Yeah, you
1: know, I think something. everyone. I think everyone's afraid of saying. Well, not everyone, but both of you are, seem to be afraid to take on this issue that you brought to this court.
2: Hey, I there, didn't take this
3: issue. All right, just to be
2: clear.
1: <laughs> oh, um,
2: I'm ready. I'm totally ready. Oh, really? I have. have, have you, I have
1: a. Have you finished writing your thesis? Yeah. yeah. All right, go on.
2: Let's hear. <laughs> um. I think that there is like a biological component to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, Jews, Ashkenazi Jews from the German area um, are tend to be carriers of cystic fibrosis. And my sister was tested and she is a carrier.
1: Automatic Jew.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that's not better than a circumcision. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. But she had to go through the experience of being tested, which, you know, I think is something that that Jewish people um, have in common. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess everybody has to get tested.
3: Yeah, everyone gets
0: tested.
2: OK, well, still. All right. I think that there's also like a cultural heritage. Um, I think that my sister in particular is like kind of like a Jewish mom um, mm-hmm. in a lot of her behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is something that was inherited from our father. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I think that my sister, both of us are like this. I we think we're both very direct mm-hmm. people. Right. Um, I think that we're both people that, um, try to challenge, like we're tevia esque uh-huh. As Rabbi Mike said, we challenge questions with more questions. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I, I think that we also are, are, uh, kind of like breast beaters, like we sort of bear the pain of the earth you're, on our shoulders. You're, you're
1: Jewish in the way some characters on television and Broadway shows are Jewish. This is what you're yeah.
2: saying. Oh, yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. But I mean, so is my dad, I guess.
1: But no. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wait a minute. Did your father convert to Catholicism? No. Does he still practice Judaism? Mm, kind of. Does he go to temple? Sometimes. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's pretty categorical. I don't want to compare Judaism to pornography, but I know it when I see it.
2: <laughs> it's quite Jewy. <laughs> um But I, mean, I think if we have a history. We have a history that, you know, is a lot of, I mean, I, I identified some things, but I think a lot is unidentified. You know, it's just part of our fabric.
1: It's just there. Right. But I mean, uh, w- 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 why is it important to you you, you, you you identify to some degree with your father's faith and your fa- and the and the and the the ethnicity and bloodline that come down through your father's side of the family to you. and that makes perfect sense. Why is it important to you that Jessica feel the same way?
4: Is that true, Your Honor? Does she identify with his faith or just his cultural heritage? Do you know what Rabbi Mike? That's a reasonable question.
2: I would just I would say cultural. I've dabbled.
1: I've go <laughs> I've on, gone to some go satyrs. <laughs> <laughs> you've gone to some satyrs like, Yeah. Like, like how many would you say?
2: Uh maybe like two or three.
1: Did you go to Hebrew school? No. Okay. Um did uh, you've been to two or three satyrs uh and uh any uh bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs?
2: I've been to other people's, but I know that doesn't count.
1: Well, yeah, no, I didn't imagine that you <laughs> yourself. <laughs> I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that going to Hebrew school is part of having a bat mitzvah. So I, I don't think that I wasn't suggesting that you might have. No. Uh, how many? How many have have uh, bar and bat mitzvahs have you gone to?
2: I want to say maybe like four or five. I bet Jess has been to more than I have.
1: So four or five, four or five bar mitzvahs, two or three satyrs.
4: Rabbi Mike, how are we doing on the scorecard? I'm checking it off right now. Uh, any snake handling at all? Or <laughs> wait, wait, oh, no, sorry. Wait, wait. That's how many point.
3: Catholic ceremonies has you been to? That's,
1: <laughs> that's a good, good question. Control
2: a lot more. Do you, do a you, lot
1: more. Do you, do you? When was the last time you went to mass?
2: <sighs> um, I don't know.
1: Were you baptized?
2: Yes, and confirmed. And con- and
1: confirmed, no less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh and do you um
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not Catholic either.
4: Okay. Well can you be both, Rabbi Mike? Uh I, I think you can and and I think I think part of that part of this really hinges on when you're discussing ethnicity or culture, uh Jews also have this other vague idea of peoplehood, the Jewish people. I mean the word Jew comes from uh people who come from the land of Judea, which was a nation that was sent into the diaspora and have wandered around the world for thousands of years. So essentially, there's this idea of a national peoplehood. Uh, so one conceivably could be a Jewish person by, by their nationality, but follow another religion.
1: Uh, could uh, could uh, Given what Becca has said so far, could Becca uh, 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 emigrate and become a citizen
4: of Israel? Uh, absolutely. Uh, in the 1970s, the state of Israel passed uh, defined its a Jew um, somewhat. Uh, I don't know if it's ironic is the right word, but they 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 decided anything anyone who the Nazis would have treated as a Jew mm-hmm. is eligible for uh, the law of return to become a citizen of the state of Israel. I see. In other words, it should be a haven for anyone whose identity is seen as jewish in any way so yeah they're both both sisters are eligible
1: and we know how much the nazis hated becca i mean that's a matter of record (laughs) um okay so 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 far so good for you becca jessica what is your critique of becca's point of view
3: well i mean i can only speak for myself Mm -hmm. i think I think that it is a laugh to imagine that we're, like, any more Jewish than any of the other cultures that were around us when we grew up. Which include? Um, Oh, Chaldeans. Like, we're from the Detroit suburbs, so there's tons of Middle Eastern people. There's Chaldeans, East Asians, uh, not East Asian. There's, like, every number of cultures everywhere.
1: You're talking about in your neighborhood or in your family? in our neighborhood okay but
3: my dad is like the biggest sausage eater of them all he doesn't (laughs) care he didn't impart any of that to us it's not like he was (laughs) i mean like handing out dreidels he he just did not care at all he's he's agnostic to the bitter end and i don't so like the way i see it um I don't remember who said it, but Ashkenazic Jews, yeah, there is for sure an ethnicity there. Like, you can't just say Jewish is an ethnicity or a race or anything, because there's so many different kinds. I, I think you can. It um, It is, by, if you think it's a religion, we're certainly not. If you think it's a culture, I still say we're not, because there was nothing specially Jewish about our upbringing. If you say it's a race, I, well... I mean, there are. I get. I. I don't want to say this. Here, can I just say one thing? I need to backtrack. Sure. I don't know where to start with this. The reason I don't like saying that I'm Jewish because I feel like it's a hugely poser thing to do. Like, uh-huh. I don't <laughs> think that I can be like reaping the rewards of sure. the of the. <laughs> and
1: historically, there has been no more rewarded. Jesus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but when people try to say, you know, like when people. There was this terrible boss I had once when I was in middle school. He's like, "Oh, you're a Jew. I love Jews. You're great with money."
1: A terrible, a terrible. Well, I
3: would love to say that I'm great with money, but I don't think that it's my heritage that's explaining that. I mean, I'm just—I would like for my own ex. Yeah, I'm.
4: I'm not sure that guy loves Jews. No, he's—he stinks. (laughs) He was
3: awful. But it's just an example. Like, I think when people, the reason that people, um group categorize other humans i think the the categorization method you use has got to match the purpose that you're categorizing for if you're trying to look for diseases then you talk about you know dna and stuff like that i don't know i don't know what purpose we're trying to serve here but if it's just to um if it's just to like
1: get some status around the block
3: yeah if it's just that then i (laughs) i like i don't care what you say i'm gonna say no i'm not and you know, like I, I'll, I'll live and die by my own actions, not by my ancestors.
1: Do you think? So you're saying Becca is just saying this in in order to make herself more interesting yeah, she, and complex? Yeah, she's
3: a Jew poser. That's what I'm saying. Whoa. Oh. <gasps> well,
2: I Sorry.
1: mean, the thing the thing is that Sorry, it is back. it is tricky because if you had a parent of Italian heritage or an a parent of African heritage. You would you would never think twice, but to say I am I am part Italian, or I I, I come from uh, you know a certain part of my family come from a fr- certain part of Africa, but because it is tied into faith, and because yeah. it is a faith it is a faith that has a very well I don't want to say highly charged, but a, a huge historical importance. I mean yeah. I I got to say Rabbi I, I I admire your 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 inclusiveness um, because I I think that I I might feel a little bit uh, touchy about. Uh, Becca, uh, who goes, who, who was at mass a couple of years ago, uh, saying that she's a Jew. If I were a Jew,
2: why am I wrong? I'm not saying I'm a Jew. I'm talking to the rabbi now. <laughs> Sorry.
4: Well, I, I think as, I think as a Jew who believes in, you know, I I see myself both as culturally and nationally, but also religiously Jewish. I feel that the values of the Torah teach me to be open and accepting and not judgmental. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's sort of on me to, to, um, to find ways to be inclusive. Although technically the sisters can tell me if they agree or disagree. I mean, technically they, I think you guys understand that to Orthodox and conservative Jews, you're technically not Jews and why would that be? Because uh, rabbinically, for the last few, you know, millennia, we've uh, we've identified Jews as children of a Jewish mother, mm-hmm.
1: matrilineal. and we've
4: defined matrilineal descent. Mm-hmm. Reform Jews, however, have accepted patrilineal descent. So, in re- from a perspective of Reform Jews, you are both Jewish.
3: What about people that convert?
1: Convert in which in which way? Convert to Judaism. To be to, J- to, be, J- to
3: Judaism. To, mm-hmm.
1: Let's say Becca wanted to to be. To complete the pose and to be truly <laughs> the the utter the utter Jewish hipster, so, yeah. and and and, she, and if she were to convert to Judaism, would uh, would would the most orthodox Jews around the world still not accept her as a
4: Jew, or would they? If she wanted to convert, yeah. If, if she wanted to convert, we would actually be uh obligated to explain to her that first of all we don't believe she'll have any problem uh getting into heaven as a non jew that we don't we don't have we don't see ourselves as the exclusive religion and we'd also be obligated to explain to her that uh despite this cachet that you guys seem to think there is to being jewish <laughs> we, we've had a pretty rough uh, road there for a while. So sometimes, sometimes people don't particularly like Jews. So you have to realize what you're getting yourself into. And and if you felt that you still wanted to be in, you would absolutely be Jewish. 100%, no different from any other completely Jewish. All right.
1: Thank you very much, Rabbi Mike. So Becca, you're bringing Mm -hmm. this case against your sister. Mm -hmm. What do you want me to order?
2: Okay. There is like a really specific conversation that happens often in our Mm -hmm. house. Right. Where she'll say something or do something, and her husband will say, "That's the Jewish part of you saying that," and she'll say, "I'm not Jewish," so I think she's wrong. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what? What
1: sort of what? There's a lot to unpack there.
0: <laughs> like for example, when around the house, she won't drive on the Sabbath.
3: i i
1: I, i'm i'm a little nervous to ask but what are the sorts of things jessica will do that her husband who i may i who what of what faith or or ethnicity is your husband
3: oh he's um arabic okay
1: religiously
3: nothing agnostic as much as my father was he
1: was he raised in a particular faith
3: yeah The the Arabic Alivis.
1: Oh, and and I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know what that is.
3: Oh, you know, it would be a real long discussion. Just suffice it to say, it's kind of like the Mormons to the Christians in this country are the Alivis to Sunni Muslims in Turkey.
1: Oh, that was easy enough to say. And (laughs) I completely understand. Right. Okay.
3: Where were we? (laughs) (laughs) So. So he thinks he'll say that I do Jewish things. But mostly I think he does that because his greatest joy in life is to tease me. And he does it to get my goat.
1: Right. Well, that is Arab Ali all over places. <laughs> you
3: know what I mean? You
1: know, those guys are always teasing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Sorry. Some, some
1: stereotypes are true. Uh, okay. And then you, you, so Becca, you feel annoyed when she then defends herself as saying, I am not Jewish. Yes. Why?
2: Um, because that's not true. She's not, not Jewish.
1: Hmm. hmm. That could be a new category.
2: Yeah. Like she could say, no, that's not the Jewish part of me or you're crazy or something. But the answer, I'm not Jewish, is just wrong.
1: You know, it, it, it does come. I'll save that for my for my ruling. Um, so what would you so this goes back to the question then? What would you like me to order? Well, next time her husband says she's being Jewish for her to say, absolutely, I am Jewish. <laughs> or at least part Jewish, but but those but those words in Hebrew. What do you want? Uh,
2: <laughs> I guess um, it would be nice if she stopped saying that, but um, I I think that the it, it, what I desire, I guess, goes more deeper than that. Is that she needs to kind of back off a little bit when if I talk about our Jewish identity, she is like a she's like a guard dog about it. How do you mean? I mean, she's, she's just so adamant. Like, no, this we are not Jewish. You know, she just doesn't, she doesn't like entertain the idea at all. When I talk about us or, you know, something going on
1: when you're at mass and you stop and and stop the (laughs) priest from giving you the wafer and you're like, hang on, there's no shrimp in this, right? This isn't a shrimp (laughs) chip because I am part Jewish. (laughs) and she's like what are you talking about like you want her to allow that to happen <laughs> Jessica yes do you get mad at your sister for saying that she's part Jewish
3: I don't think mad is the right word but if the thing is if any member of my I love my family and if any if any member of my family acts in a way that I personally wouldn't act it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. so if she says she's Jewish I feel like I'm saying I'm Jewish and like I said before, I don't feel comfortable taking on, it's not that I don't like Jews. I think, um, I think being Jewish would be really cool, but I don't. Oh, well, everyone I, agrees that. That's why we're all really. trying to be Jews. I just want to, I mean, like if any, I'm not, I, I'm proud of my heritage, no mm-hmm. question, but I would stop short of saying that I am Jewish because I don't feel like I've earned the right to say such a thing. Mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't and you don't uh, think
1: that she has either
3: well I don't think I do and so when she says that I feel like I'm it you know like when your family does things it just it just irks you because you feel like it's an extension of yourself I don't, and so I try to shut the whole conversation down by saying we are not Jewish like end it right now
1: to what degree would you say this is a principled position Uh, and to what degree is it that you just love telling your little sister what to do
3: I don't love telling her what to do. It's 100% print. Becca, I do it out of necessity. It is 100% principle. I don't like telling anyone what to do. I just want people to behave.
1: Okay.
2: There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is very uh, coincidentally the motto of this court. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Mike, are you still there? Yes, yes, I am. Uh, before I go into my chambers to meditate on this subject, is there anything else you can tell me that would guide my decision?
4: I don't think so. I, I do think that you, you have a tough decision because it, it becomes this, this thing about personal identity. I do think that uh, if I understand correctly, Rebecca's not calling herself a Jew. She's saying that she's part Jewish. Is
1: yes. that correct, Becca? Yes.
4: Right. Okay, go on, Rabbi Mike. So it seems to me that when – that there's there seems to be a, a bit of a hangup over language here rather than – they might be able to come up with some compromise language that under, might suit them both.
1: You you understand that in the, the religion of law that is the court of Judge John Hodgman, there is no compromise?
4: I understand. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, Wait, but can what, I just – can be I the interject
3: com- really quick? I don't have a problem. if If part Jewish is verbal shorthand for – part of my family is Jewish, then I have no problem with it. But what is only if it means that
1: I see. And Becca, is no that deal. all that it means? No, what no, is it, no deal. What is it that, what is it in you that is, which brings us back to the very first question. <laughs> what is it in you that is part Jewish? What attributes beyond <laughs> the fact of your heritage? Do you identify with the magical <laughs> bloodborne Jewishness <laughs> <laughs> that gives you both cystic fibrosis and what a, a taste for chopped liver. Pickled what? herring, pickled. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh. I'm getting hungry now.
2: Yeah, well, I mean that's a really tough question, and I feel like to answer it would just sound racist. That's. I mean, I'm trying to like make put it into little bites of something that you can hold on to. But, I think I have I mean, everything
1: I need to make my my decision.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: I'm going into my chambers now to make my decision.
0: Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Becca, how are you feeling?
2: I don't know. I feel a little nervous.
0: Just admit it. The part of you that feels part Jewish (laughs) (laughs) controls world banking. (laughs) That's what you were going to say.
4: But she feels really guilty about it.
3: (laughs) I think it should be said here that Catholics have their own, they have their own share of guilt too. So who knows where that came from?
0: It's true. Jessica, how are you feeling about your chances?
3: I know that I swore to abide by whatever decisions, but I mean, I, I'm not going to change. <laughs> I'm not. I don't care even if my jeans, even if I have a Jew jean that shows up positive, I am not going to claim that.
0: Rabbi Unterberg, do Jews wear a special type of jeans? <laughs> I don't think so. (laughs) Well, anyway, you know, what can you do now? What's been said's been said. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom.
1: You know, the thing that complicates this entire situation is whether or not we identify Judaism as a, a faith and religion, which is, that is to say, a matter of personal conscience, or whether we identify Judaism as a as a family, not tradition, but uh, uh, a familial uh, 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 faith, or whether we identify Judaism as something that is that is passed in blood. Obviously, Rabbi Mike points out that uh, that uh, most Jews do identify Jewishness as passing down at least through the mother, and now more recently through the father, and therefore there is. Uh, a, a familial or, and maybe even genetic aspect to it. Uh, that, uh, but it is obviously more complicated than talking about nationality uh, or talking about ethnic background because it has also a matter of active personal belief and faith associated with it. Based on uh, Rabbi Mike's uh, wisdom and guidance, I do, as a non-religious double-lapsed Catholic, In Park Slope, Brooklyn, the most godless place of all. I do have the objectivity to say (laughs) that, Jessica, as per your sister, you are not not Jewish, but equally, Becca, I have to say, if the only Jewish parts in you that you would personally identify uh, with, you fear to state because you don't want to sound racist... (laughs) then then, then i think it's hard for you to say then i think it's hard for you to say (laughs) i am part jewish (laughs) so in a in a sense you are you are both wrong uh i i understand that I, i understand where you're coming from but you know these are things that to me are very delicate perhaps not i mean rabbi mike where where am i right where am i wrong so far
4: um, I think that overall you've basically been right, except that I, I would I would use the language a little differently. I would Please. say that Judaism is the religion and the faith, and Jews refers to the people and and the culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I I guess but, Ju- Rebecca- but Jewish, unfortunately, refers to both. Correct, and so and so Rebecca needs to or would have needed to articulate what it is about her that is Jewish. I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I, I think that either one of you can can say and would say happily that you have Jewish heritage, and sure. and uh, and and Jewish background and and an affection for at least one Jewish person, your father, uh, and perhaps Jewish uh, people all around the world, and and for the faith and for everything else. But I think that it is in casual conversation, certainly appropriate for Jessica to say. Uh, I am not a Jewish person or a part Jewish, but I have Jewish heritage. And Becca, I think where you are now is, is frankly the more problematic um, huh. because I, I would say, and I would be perhaps a little bit uh, less inclusive than the rabbi in this case, because I would say if, if you are out there uh, claiming not merely that you have uh, Jewish heritage on your father's side, but that you are actively Currently, part Jewish for reasons; um, those reasons have to be, to my mind, uh, you, you're going to have to you're going to have to do a little work uh, mm-hmm. as as a as a uh, within recent years practicing Catholic to be making that claim, uh, and and for it not to seem weird or foolish or identified with traits that might just be cliches rather than an actual part of of the both ethnic and religious tradition of Jew- jewishness
2: shall mm-hmm. we say yeah that's fair
1: uh so my ruling is as follows jessica yeah not not jewish <laughs> <Or> ne- <laughs> next time you next time you fill out any forms <laughs> that that is what you have to put on i can make that order because i know you're not going to do what i tell you anyway which is
3: you did not retire to chambers <laughs>
1: Well, no, my chambers have a, 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 a listening devices. Oh, I see. The courtroom is bugged. I'm always listening. Oh, I beg your pardon. And Becca, I'm going to, you know, I have to side with your sister here, even though you brought the thing. I I don't think that you should be going around saying that you're part Jewish unless in your mind. And when asked for clarification, you explain, yeah, my dad, my dad is Jewish, but he's non-practicing and neither am I. Because beyond that, I think you're affiliating uh, with... Uh, uh, with cliches, and uh, and even though Rabbi Mike would would welcome you in, in Israel uh, through the right of return uh, to become uh, a, a, a Jew or to be a Jew as a Jew as a as a, as a person of of uh, of the Jewish nation, that's not what you're doing. If you were doing that, I'd say, yeah, go for it. You are absolutely part Jewish. Indeed, you are a Jew. Mm -hmm. But if you're just hanging around eating bagels saying, I'm part Jewish, (laughs) this court finds that a little gross. (laughs) Therefore, I find
0: in the favor of
1: the not not Jew, (laughs) there shall be no there shall be no punishment since this is all a matter of faith.
0: Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Becca, how do you feel?
2: Um, I felt like I knew that this would probably happen, but I also think like tomorrow I'll come with a come up with a bunch of really good arguments.
1: Well, tomorrow, in the old Church of Satan proverb, <laughs> you gotta make your case today, sister, and you gotta be wearing a goat mask while you do it. <laughs>
2: You're right.
0: Well, uh, Jessica, Becca, Rabbi Unterberg, thank you so much for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.
2: Thank you, thank
0: you. An exciting case, eh, Judge
1: Hodgman. What's that, Josie? Oh, I was just trying to uh, trying to play the shofar because you know I'm part Jewish. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is that a genetically inherited ability? <laughs> well, like the, the ability to play the shofar, of course.
4: <laughs> Hi Rabbi Unterberg, nice to have you here Hi, thanks Jesse Rabbi, what, what did you think of my ruling? I, I, it made me realize that you have a, a profound sense of authenticity That you, you uh, don't like people claiming things easily You want them to be uh, really through and through
1: Well, I mean, I kind of felt that Becca had as much claim to saying That she was part Jewish as I did Because I grew up in Brookline, Massachusetts <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been to more seders than she has <laughs> Yeah
0: Judge Hodgman, I would argue that your best claim to being Jewish is probably that really great bagel place, like a block from your house.
1: Oh, the Bagel Hole here in Park Slope, uh, Brooklyn. Best. And uh, I think most of the people who work there are Dominican. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, culturally, at least. Uh, so, uh, yeah. No, I'm super sensitive about this stuff because I, I grew up, uh, you know, where most of my friends were Jewish. And uh, I also went to college in the early '90s, so identity is really important to me. <laughs> it's highly charged stuff. But I, but I was, I was, you know, I really was guided by your, uh,
0: by your wisdom, and your inclusiveness was very impressive to me, sir, Judge Hodgman. I think that's called the a different world factor.
1: <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> uh, and if Dwayne Wayne had a catchphrase I could remember, I would say it now. I, just I think he just flipped his glasses. <laughs> yep, I just flipped up my glasses. Thank you very much, Rabbi Mike. Look at that. Uh, now you live in Israel. You moved from Cleveland to Israel. Um, uh, you, you mentioned off the air in August. Correct. May I ask uh, what, what brought your family to Israel from Ohio?
4: Uh, I've always wanted to move here since I was uh, in elementary school, actually. Oh, wow. And yeah. Presumably you
1: had visited... Uh, uh, several times before.
4: Oh, many times, sure.
1: And uh, do you think that this will be a permanent move, or do you think it will be? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, wow.
4: So that's. Yeah, a- I, I miss I miss the U.S. very much, but uh, I'm very I'm very happy to be here.
1: And it's a profound life change. It sure is for you and your children. But do you, they still have copies of the Third Man there?
4: Yeah, I got it. I got it on my hard drive. Okay, good.
1: Let's get that Let's get that done. Okay, soon.
4: Well, hopefully she'll hear this podcast, and you'll put the fear of God into her, how, ja, ja. <laughs> the,
1: so uh, to speak. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather not use that name, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, how old is she now? She is eighteen. That is the perfect age to watch the Thin Man. No, the Third Man and the Thin Man. <laughs> All right, let's clear the docket.
0: Gila, I'm guessing, writes in with a question regarding social etiquette.
1: Herman meets right, with a me, sign... Let me interrupt right now, everybody. I'm going to listen to this social etiquette question because it's fun for me to tell people how to live. <laughs> 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 but I, this is not the ethicist, nor is it Miss Manners. Everybody who's writing in asking me, is it okay to litter when you're drunk? Signed, Drunky McLitter. First of all, yes. Second of all, no, actually no. Third of all, you, I need a disputant to decide between a disputer and a disputant. You know, two parties. But I'm going to hear it from you, Gila, because I like your name.
0: Herman meets with a scientist friend, Bill, every month to have breakfast. Last month, Bill had a cough and was unable to cover it in time. This is, reads like a goofus and gallon. Yeah, I don't believe for a second she's got a friend named Herman who's a scientist. Last month, Bill had a cough and was unable to cover it in time, and it went across the table to where Herman was eating his breakfast. A week later, Herman came down with a cold. It sounds like a math puzzle. The first train was traveling at 40 miles per hour. The first cough was traveling at Mach 1. The next month, Bill was still coughing and coughed right on Herman's food. Herman didn't want to insult his friend by suggesting that he cover his cough. It had already happened. He couldn't leave his food uneaten or it would be suspicious as to why he wasn't eating his breakfast. He couldn't ask for a new platter as that would also be obvious, but eating the food was a risk. He ate it and a week later, he had a new cold. Our idea. To tell Bill, if you're still sick, I think we should postpone getting together until you are well. But that would not answer the question of what to do during slash while in the situation. Judge Hodgman, What is the correct response to the cough? First of all, if someone coughs on your food, don't eat it. That's gross.
1: Second of all, Rabbi Mike, am I correct in remembering from my Brookline days that in the Jewish tradition, a friend is defined as someone you can tell to stop coughing on your food? Uh, I believe that's in the Talmud somewhere. Right? I mean, it's like, if they're friends, I don't care if they are scientists. One guy should be able to say to the other guy, What you did is gross.
4: I don't even think you have to be human to be able to do that. I think in the animal kingdom, that's the norm.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Rabbi Mike. I agree. I don't know who, when she says our idea, who is she referring to? This is the most mysterious letter
0: I've ever received. (laughs) I don't believe either of these guys exist. (laughs) (laughs) Geelit is obviously not an actual given name, but rather some sort of operational name, like Condor. It's some kind of monster, isn't it? Isn't
1: it some sort of... Poisonous lizard? Yeah, it's an island monster. But, you know, the first, it begins, guy wasn't fast enough to cover his cough. Coughs are not sneezes. You know what I mean? You know when one's coming. Second of all, the next time, guy doesn't even bother to cover his mouth. None of this adds up. This all seems weird and phony and fake. But on the small chance that it's true, my judgment is that if someone costs on your food you don't have to eat it just say gross and order some more food and the (laughs) other guy has to pay that's science and religion operating in tandem for once thanks to you rabbi mike
0: next here's something from alex in light of the podcast episode bleached and mounted bones of contention i thought you might enjoy having a look at this proud canadian museum jesse may also be interested I believe that it may be next door to a Canadian house of pizza and garbage. Now, this museum is online at gopherholemuseum.ca, and I apologize for buzz, buzz marketing it, um, but it appears to be a museum of gopher holes. I will allow. I will oh allow. my gosh, look at this little gopher. Oh, the little gopher is wearing, he's an Old West gopher. And he's wearing a cowboy hat. And he's driving a wagon train. Oh, what are you up to, little fella? I'm clicking on the link that says dioramas so I can learn more. Oh, look at this. These gophers are getting married. Oh, are one of them's an old-timey? Oh, look at this. Oh, now they're just regular gophers. In this one, they're just gophers. Oh, look at all these gophers.
1: And thus concludes our segment of Judge John Hodgman, in which Jesse Thorne narrates websites for the sightless. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, this one's
1: going sledding. You have obviously broken the brain of my bailiff. So, Alex, I will allow your buzz marketing. In this this one has a pet dog. For this Canadian Museum of Taxidermide Gophers. Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys. Would, would you please unplug your computer so that I can ask you a question without you going into a spasm of delight? <laughs> This slideshow plays automatically. It's uncontrollable. Or do you see the ones, the gophers, who are standing on top, having won uh, Olympic medals? <laughs> yeah, they're standing on the on the on the tripartite platform.
0: Congratulations, little guys.
1: Jesse, where do we stand on the nightmare gerbil contest?
0: Oh, we have two finalists for the nightmare gerbil contest. Uh, they were selected by our intern Thomas. We literally got hundreds. Of submissions for this contest. This is by far the most popular thing we've ever done. Now, Jesse, would you explain to Rabbi Mike what the contest was exactly? So we asked listeners, and I believe it was 200 words or less or 250 words or less, to tell us why they should be the home of the Nightmare Gerbil, which is this horrible beast that was sent to me by some very sweet MaximumFun.org listeners and fans whose wedding I performed a few years ago as a sort of thank slash FU gift. And um, And just to clarify, Rabbi Mike Gerbil
1: is a regional pronunciation of the word gerbil. And by regional, I mean the five feet surrounding (laughs) Jesse's father in all directions. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) So uh, we've got these two finalists. The first one is called Ode to a Nightmare Gerbil by S.R. Claggett. Okay, I'm going to give you guys a, a dramatic reading here. Zoonomic Muse, your powers I enlist to persuade Hodgman, Judge, and Jesse, Fist of Justice. True and righteous, they must see. The Nightmare Gerbil should belong to me. I long have labored to find and collect those artifacts time too oft will forget. To this assortment fine, I hope to add a rodent fierce, rogue taxidermide. A wedgewood dish from Silver Jubilee, the signature of Makepeace Thackeray. A cross from wood of Wesley's pew have I, and dust from Sir James Simpson's diary. If fit with Gerbil, all would want to see my cabinet of curiosity. And for this reason, may this poem move your judge's heart and my request approve. A beautiful poem.
1: Oh, I thought there was another stanza coming. Okay, Whew, good. <laughs> <laughs> what was that person's name again, please? Uh,
0: that was from Shaylin,
1: writing as S.R. Claggett. Shaylin, writing as S.R. Claggett, very nice. And the next
0: finalist? This is uh, from Lydia C., I am going to say here. Dear Judge Hodgman, you may have heard from me before, and I am hoping to be awarded the Gerbil, from this week's podcast. If I'm awarded this honor, I promise to find him a suitable replacement mate. I would be in a position to do this because I am in the habit of bringing dead animals home to make artwork out of anyway. A hobby that I share with my mom and grandma. I'm willing to bribe you with artwork or plain, clean animal skulls. Attached are samples of my work. So Lydia has sent a few samples of her work. Oh, geez. They are creepazoidal. Wow, that's some intense stuff there. I feel like I've stumbled into a Rob Zombie podcast of some sort. <laughs> we looking have... at this PDF that this contestant entered. I feel like I have entered a Rob Zombie world.
1: Yeah. So, um, just for so because you can't see this, you haven't received the email, Rabbi. The 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 person in question, Lydia, uh, has created artwork out of. The skulls of small mammals that I think she found and sourced responsibly and not murderously and this goes beyond taxidermy this goes even beyond rogue taxidermy this is like gothidermy like <laughs> the the, the incredible structures bejeweled rodent skulls and a lot of things that look like skexies from the dark crystal <laughs> so alright that's some serious stuff well I leave it to the judgment of uh, Rabbi Unterberg Uh, I can't possibly uh, judge this. Who do you think should get the Nightmare Gerbil? And what do I get in return? A beautiful poem or
4: a bunch of creepy skulls? Rabbi? Well, I I do think that I was leaning a little bit towards the creepy skulls because of the nightmarish nature of the Gerbils. But uh, the poetry was uh, so well constructed and
0: conceived that I think it has to go to the poet. Well, congratulations, Shailen. Send us your address and you'll get a disappointment slash nightmare <laughs> the mail quite shortly. And Jesse, were you specifically asked to not
1: name Lydia's last name?
0: No, uh, I wasn't. Uh, 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 I don't know if she would like her last name to be revealed, uh, but it is Lydia Comer. Oh, so okay, you- well, let's just go ahead and do
1: it. Yeah, Lydia Ann Comer. I only ask because it seems like the the pictures that she sent in are a brochure uh either a catalog of of an exhibition or maybe a brochure of things she sells and they really are remarkable and uh and i think deserve uh even though i i w- would be terrified if she won and i got a skexis in the mail uh i think she deserves some recognition so would you say her name whether or not she has given us permission jesse that's lydia ann comer And uh, uh, unless she begs us not to, we will post this on the website. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Rabbi Mike, for lending all of your wisdom to this proceedings and your good nature and uh, your love of both the third and thin men.
4: (laughs) Thank you very
0: much. It was a pleasure. Hey, Judge Hodgman, before we go, I've got some big news. What is it? Well, you remember BoatParty.biz, the... Website with a picture of a boat and a place to type in your email address, right? Well, it's only one of the most ingenious websites I've ever visited. I have great news, which is BoatParty.biz is no longer simply a website with a picture of a boat and a place to type in your email address. It has been transformed. It is now the homepage of the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival.
1: But what
0: is that? (laughs) I'll tell you, spooky ghost. It's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing festival that we at MaximumFun.org have put together with great sponsorship from our friends at KCRW and Split Cider. It is a cruise from Miami to the Caribbean. Uh, Featuring a huge lineup of music and comedy performers Including not only you and I, Judge Hodgman But also uh, on the comedy side Curtin and Kristen, Mark Maron, Al Madrigal On the music side, we're looking at John Darniel of the Mountain Goats Recent guest on this program Dan Deacon, the amazing Dan Dan Deacon The beautiful and spectacular Miss Nellie Mackay And of course our friend John Roderick Among others, among others Good heavens, what a lineup All on one boat? All on one boat. All uh, on one sea? All on one sea, and there will also be a shuffleboard tournament. So between those things, I can't imagine how you could do anything but go to BoatParty.biz and get yourself a berth.
1: I'm going over there right away to give birth to what?
0: (laughs) No, Judge Hodgman, just look, it's all explained at BoatParty.biz. Just a little homonym humor. (laughs) Talk to you later. uh The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to maximumfundorg slash J-J-H-O. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfund.org and our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.